Hi, I'm Heather Stenker and I'm the CEO and founder of Chaos and Cookies. And I'm super excited to be presenting my chaos control procedure on how to take you from crisis to calm. And in this workshop, which will be on the very first day, I will be teaching how to create calm from chaos. Your children will learn how to thrive on predictability and routine. And if chaos or crisis happens, life still happens and keeping up a constant and consistent environment is essential to keep stress down and panic at bay. Kids love predictability. And so being able to create an environment in which they can predict what's gonna happen or feel really comfortable and know where their things are will take just so much pressure off of the parents and the children. So hopefully you guys will join us. Go grab your, your seat and register at blissfulparentingbootcamp.com. Hope to see you guys there. Click the link below and join. Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life with never ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. And we're back with another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, I am speaking with Andrea Freeman, and we are going to be talking about leveraging your mindset to up-level your business. And before I bring Andrea on, we're just going to tell a little bit about you, uh, Andrea. So Andrea believes that transforming your life is the access to transforming your business. As a mindful business coach and peak performance planner, she works with creative entrepreneurs to support them in their evolution. She operates from the critical truth that personal evolution can fuel business revolution, meaning the higher the consciousness, the greater the impact. It's her personal joy to work with clients to help them align with who they are at their core with their unique personal gifts and unstoppable power. Andrea started her first business when she was 12 years old, her second at 26 years old, and her third at 31. Professionally trained as an educator and leadership development coach, she honed her entrepreneurial skills and scaled her celebrity event planning business to multiple six figures in annual revenue. Welcome, Andrea. Hey, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm super excited about this conversation. I mean, leveraging mindset is always a win, right? Yes, absolutely. Here. I'm here for it. Yeah. And the first thing that we're going to do, I like to do a warm up question, and you don't know about this one. So I'm going to ask you what is your favorite cookie or cookie memory? Oh my goodness. Well, as a lifetime member of the Girl Scouts, I would probably have to pick a Girl Scout cookie and I would say it's the Thin Mint. Ooh, do you put them in the freezer? I do put them in the freezer. <laughs> and actually, um, I make them into ice cream sometimes. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say you put it in ice cream too. We put it in the freezer and so good. I'll eat like, do you eat the whole thing? Like one sleeve? Yeah. I eat it like sushi. It's like a cookie is one bite. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah. And definitely if I don't eat, I'm not like a huge sweets person. So I, but I do believe that cookies comes in, come in pairs. So I always eat two. Oh, well, I eat the whole sleeve in one, <laughs> in one sitting. I'm just going to say that right now. I mean, I just, yeah, that's one serving for me. <laughs> Love it. I mean, why not? Right. I don't know. It's, I mean, Girl Scout cookies are the bomb that and the peanut butter patties or the, 
if you call them tagalongs, it depends on the area you're in. Tagalongs, that's what we grew up calling them. Yeah. So how far in the Girl Scouts did you go? All the way. Like <laughs> all the way, all the way, like the Silver Star? The Gold Award. Oh, the Gold Award. Yeah, which is like the Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts. Yep, I did I thought, that. I thought it was the Silver Award, but maybe it's the Gold Award. I have a friend that so, I got that too. There's two. There's two. So the silver is the first one. And then the highest one with the final one is your gold award. Oh, well, I don't know if she got the gold, but I know she got the silver. Um, I was in Girl Scouts for quite a while. And then I had to cut bait at like, I had to choose like what I needed to do. But I was like 16. I mean, I was in there for a while. Um, you know, I haven't gotten my, my daughter into that yet. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, speaking of daughters... You have a six-year-old yourself. Yep. And you are a working mom. You've been a public school teacher, a business coach, lots of things, and a celebrity event planner, which I'm kind of nosy and want to know like what that's all about too. So why don't we dive in a little bit? Let's tell us just a little bit about you, where you're from, where you live, what's the weather like, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I live with my husband and my daughter in upstate New York. And so that's 90 miles north of New York City, just for geographical reference. Um, and this is the area where I grew up. Me and my husband met when we were living in New York City. We moved out to Los Angeles for a few years. That's where I started my event planning business and then ultimately moved back to the East Coast when we decided we wanted to start a family. And we've been back here for like seven years now. So basically as long as my daughter's been alive almost. Awesome. Awesome. And so now that you are a coach, do you do, you, well, the celebrity event planning, did you just plan events like weddings or just parties? Yeah. So it started out as exclusively wedding planning and then it morphed into, um, because I get bored pretty easily doing <laughs> all kinds of things like corporate events, weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, anniversary parties, destination weddings, that kind oh, of fun. stuff. That's yeah. must've been really fun. Really, really fun. Yeah. So yeah. a little bit more about what you do now, tell us exactly how you got into it and how you kind of, you know, went from celebrity event planning into what you do. Yeah. So actually in between, um, school teaching, catering, all of that, I did work for a leadership development company. So I was a professional coach for another company for years. And, uh, when I left that job, I started my event planning business and, um, you know, I think I just needed to develop the business ownership skills, right? So I um, had to learn what it really meant to be a business owner and evolve into the different, you know, iterations of myself as a business owner. But I was always having these business to business meetings, right? Meeting with colleagues, meeting with friends in the industry that would end up where people would say like, what was that meditation again? Or, you know, what podcast was it that you said I should listen to again? And um, maybe could you just be my coach? <laughs> so finally, I just started saying yes to people. Um, so I would say like coaching is just something that I've always naturally done, right? Like I trained to be a public school teacher. Like there's something about getting people from where they are to where they want to go. That's just a part of who I am. And I needed to have all these other experiences to be able to bring it into the expression that it has today, which is mindful business coaching. It's not 
just the mindset stuff. Cause I feel like there are kind of two camps when it comes to coaching. There's like the people who are the mindset stuff. And that's all I talk about is mindset, mindset. Um, there's no strategy. There's no tactic. There's nothing like, you know, that's like tangible in your business. It's just all about what's going on in here. And then there's the people who are all strategy, 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 strategy. And I wanted to have a really happy blend of the two because I think you really need them both in business. Absolutely. And yeah. And it's like, as you up-level the strategies, then you have to grow into with the mindset and then you up-level the mindset and then you need the systems and the strategies to support that evolution. So they really have to work hand in hand. So that's why I decided to do it that way. I love it. I mean, it does all kind of, it's all cohesive. It's just a matter of what needs to come first or what needs more focus. Um, so what type of entrepreneur should be leveraging their mindset? Yeah. Um, what type of entrepreneur should not be leveraging their mindset? Uh, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> I think everyone yeah. should have a mindset check once in a while. Right. Totally. Totally. I mean, listen, you can't outperform your mindset, right? So the degree to which you believe certain things are possible, or you do, you believe that you can only achieve to a certain level and then you hit that cap and you can't figure out how to go beyond it. That's usually where the mindset piece really kicks in, in needing to bust through some kind of, you know, limiting belief or, you know, just a, a way that you believe that the world is, you are, you know, you name it, sales is. There's so many mindset pieces involved in owning a business. Even if you're doing everything yourself and you don't want to be doing everything yourself, like, what does it take to be confident to give those parts of your business baby away and know that they'll be really well cared for and that your business will thrive maybe even more than it was just when you were trying to do everything. So I think every entrepreneur should be leveraging their mindset. Bottom I, line. 100%, 100%, right? So how does personal evolution then fuel business revolution? Because you had mentioned, I mentioned that in your bio earlier, and I think that's a very interesting way of putting it. Yeah. So basically like who we're being in our businesses, like the actions that we're taking, the, the experience that we're having as business owners directly impacts all of the results that we're producing, right? So if you want to be the kind of business owner who is calm and has a dynamic presence and who is able to be fully present when they're working and fully present with their family when they're, you know, with their family, it, that takes something, right? But more often than not, especially like a lot of like mompreneurs who are wearing a lot of hats, a lot of solopreneurs who are trying to do it all, right? We're thinking about our businesses when we're making lunch for our kids or we're folding the laundry or we're cooking the dinner, right? Like it's just like the nonstop, right? So who I'm being might actually be more overwhelmed, you know, overthinking, spinning my wheels. So what is it that is going to have me go from being overwhelmed and overthinking to being calm and present and dynamic? Like that's a big mindset shift, right? So when we do the work to be able to fully embody what it is to be that way of being that we want, that's when then we open up the space to be able to manifest that those results in our lives. And how would you tell someone to start that? Like, I'm very interested because that's just my brain. I mean, that's always, I mean, you try to be as present as you can, but then it's like, uh, you know, off into dirty land about 
whatever it is, like I have to send that email or whatnot. I mean, it's very hard, especially now when we're all working and sleeping and eating all under the same roof all the time, right? School's here, work's here. Now we never leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. It has never been more messy than it is in the last year for sure. Um, so to, you know, to get started on the journey, it obviously depends on your unique situation where you are, but like ultimately what happened for me in my event planning business, this is, you know, it's not just some theory that I came up with and then like started working with other people. I actually did this in my celebrity event planning business where I realized that there was a disconnect between how present I was and the way I wanted to show up as a mom and the way I wanted to show up as a business owner. And so I realized that there had to be this way to step into that higher version of myself basically. And it's ultimately what became what I call the host your life method. And so a little play on, you know, hosting a party, right? Because that's my background. <laughs> and just looking at there are two ways that we can be in our lives and in our businesses. We can choose to be a guest, right? And when you're a guest at a party, you don't really have a say. You take what's offered. You don't have a say in the music or who's invited or the food, right? So that's one way. You just take what's coming at us, reactive mode or we can be the host. And then we have the opportunity to have a say in everything, to create something that's uniquely ours, to be at the source and at the center of what it looks like, of what that vision is. And so what it means to be a host is that the H is that you honor your why, that you have a really clear guiding, bold life purpose is what I call it, a container that you can fit it all into beyond just a purpose for your business, but like what you're here to fulfill in this lifetime. So it gets a little deep. Yeah. Wow. But, then, but I like it. I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then from there, um, you can step into more fully owning. So the, the O is to own who you truly are, to show up in all your dynamic power, to own the full scope of that power, to not give into second guessing and overwhelm and overthink and to be able to jump off the hamster wheel, really. And things will get in our way, right? Like we see the vision of what we want. We see what's possible. We know deep inside we have that intuitive hit that like I'm meant to be doing more. I am more powerful than I'm playing. Like right now I'm giving into a little bit of maybe imposter syndrome, right? So that's where the S comes in. And that's where we use the tools and practices that help us to shift our perspective, to be able to move outside of maybe that lower vibe vision of ourselves, step more fully into that higher vision of ourselves and take bolder actions that will create bigger results in our lives. And ultimately, that's what calls us to T, take inspired action to be able to create in our businesses, not from the place where so many business owners are creating from, which is a place of lack, right? Like I don't have this many clients, I want that many clients. I don't have this kind of revenue, I want that much revenue. But instead, so clear about what our gifts are, what we're here to share with the world, why we do what we do, the way we do it, and inspired to share that with the world, like just so filled up with how truly capable we are and why we do it the way we do it, that we're just called to share it with people. Wow. That was just fantastic. I've never really, 
I mean, boom, guys, boom. I mean, I'd never heard it explained in that way. I really love the whole host guest analogy. It makes so much sense on like what role you want to play. And I mean, I guess that's becoming, you know, coming from your, your background, but I just, I love the way that you position that. I mean, it was just super clear right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really passionate about helping. I mean, listen, I'm biased towards women. I don't only work with women, but I happen to be a female business owner and a mom and all of that. So I have a promise, like talk about bold life purpose. Like my promise in the world is to help 10,000 female business owners scale their businesses to multiple six and seven figures in the next 10 years. Like, that's over a billion dollars in revenue. And that could start to seem like really daunting, like really massive, like how am I even ever gonna do that, right? But quite honestly, it's the opposite for me. It really calls me out of bed, it excites me, it gives me something beyond like just, I want more clients, right? To wake mm-hmm. up for and to be able to be service-minded, like inspi- like it just feels so inspired and called forward by it. Especially when it's so specific that way, because it's very clear. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to go help someone today. It's very specific on the goals that you want to help them accomplish. And I think that that's super important. And that's what uh, a lot of my clients I talk to and the mompreneurs that I, you have to niche down. You really have to just get super specific too on like what you want, who you want to help, how you want to, because then it's just kind of foggy once you get towards the first like two bullet points, right? Yeah. Yeah. And usually at a certain point, as we're getting, you know, inching towards those goals, right, we start to um, kick in to that, like, oh, like, how good can I really let this be, right? Like, or if life starts feeling really easy and like, I'm really doing great in the business arena, maybe like home and personal starts to get a little messy. But this approach is a very, very integrated and it's really all about making sure that your life is awesome and totally lighting you up, like in every area, because I am a firm believer that we have one life we don't have a business and a personal, right? Like when does it never shuts off? Like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like we have one life, right? So uh, there's a lot of time management stuff that I do with my clients. There's a lot of like looking at how we are segmenting our time so that we truly, truly can be present. And the things that are spinning in our the back of our mind, like I'm always thinking I need to do this, that, the other thing, right? I give people a place to put all of those things. So we quiet the noise. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's key because it can drive you crazy just by just, it keeps you up at night or, you know, you can be paying attention and bigger things can happen if you're not paying attention, um, whether that be physically, mentally, all those things. And so it's really very important to be able to compartmentalize a little bit more, which is super hard to do when your kids are screaming and crying and you're like, oh my gosh. I'm trying to like get my last five minutes in, but I hear them screaming, but really trying to stay like focused on the last few minutes and setting those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, when we're wearing all the hats, like we have to be able to really roll with it. And I think too, that I really work with women to be set up, to be able to be in that space, to fully show up for themselves in all areas of life. So there's a lot of, you know, it's almost cliche to talk about, I feel like morning routines, like I'm not one of those people who's up at 4am, like that totally does not 
Here, here, sister. Here, here. I'm not a morning person. If you know me and you guys have listened to this show, I am not a morning person. Mm-mm. Never will be. But I do think that there are practices, right? Like if you can do them, if you can get them into your day, if you can make them a habit, they give you space to not be on the hamster wheel all the time so that you can do more elegant and efficient thinking, right? So I advocate for meditation or prayer or some sort of silence practice that allows you to be with that thing that's bigger than you, whatever you call that, um, and be more in touch with that higher version of yourself so that you can get in touch with that intuition, so that you can do the inspired thinking about that new product, that new thing that you know, like that you want to do, that you want to make available. Because when we're running on the hamster wheel, who of us really does our most elegant thinking? Right. I have such a hard time just shutting it off. Like I've done, I've worked with a lot of coaches and mindset and all those and trying to like meditate. And I find that meditation doesn't really help me. It really, I can't shut it off. So the best way for me to focus is actually looking on a piece of paper and writing out like my goals and like what I want to get done for the day, looking at my calendar and like really structuring out my day that kind of gets me zoned in. I know it's different than some people like to like take, and I like sitting in silence, like in my car and just like, my husband's like, why are you sitting in silence? I'm like, why not? not?" Cause it's just kind of nice to quiet it down because things are so loud. like upstairs, like in your brain, it's, it's enough. Like it gets overwhelming. So you know, everyone's got their own way. So just because everyone says I do this or do this, or some people go for runs, some people work out, some people, you know, meditate or listen to music. I don't know. But for me, it's like really looking at a piece of paper and then shutting down my computer, like actually closing it and not walking away from it. Sometimes putting your phone away, right? Like out of sight, I take my watch off because it's bing and bing, 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 and really try. Now, when I need to use the timer to like, let my kids know, like five more minutes and I take my watch off, that's a kind of a problem, but it's, it really makes me, if I go to get distracted and like, look to see at the time, or typically if I know I have a call or something after bedtime, seeing if there's a text and if it's not there, it's like, Oh, not there. So I just need to focus on what I'm doing. Cause I need to get back out there to do it. So I just need to be present. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's just so many different ways that you can do it. Um, I'm fascinated by the way that you've talked about it for sure. Cause I've never heard it quite like that. Yeah. And I think too, like there are so many, like I love to cook. I'm a professionally trained chef. I don't cook professionally anymore. Come to my but... house, please. Please come <laughs> here. <laughs> I feel like you would probably like this because this, the culinary school I went to, it, they blended Eastern and Western philosophy of nutrition with French culinary arts. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's like- So butter support. is involved. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's all still health supportive. So anyway, so I, you know, I throw a mean dinner party, but when's the last time any of us had a dinner party? Like that's not even possible these days. But I found when I was at the height of my busyness, like more clients than I could handle in my event planning business, that I would get to this point where I didn't have time to cook for myself, for my family, and felt like I was always on the run, on the run, on the run. 
And that became a really key indicator for me that if I don't have time to do this thing that I love to do because it's just a practice that I enjoy so much. Now, everybody doesn't love to cook for their family. If, you know, you I'm sure have something that you love to do that if you don't have time to do it in your life, your life feels off balance. Your life feels like something is missing. For me, it was cooking. And so now that's kind of like a barometer for me that if I'm starting to get busy and not like, you know, cooking is slipping out of my to-do, something's, something's out of whack and I need to look at it. I love that. It's like identifying that one thing that's your non-negotiable when it starts to kind of get slid to the side. It's like, oh, time to reassess so it doesn't keep sliding and sliding and sliding, right? And then you're like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, this was fantastic. I mean, you must be very busy with lots of clients because I believe that you would be helping lots and lots of people. How can my listeners find more of you, maybe inquire about you, uh, all the things? Yeah, so I have a Facebook group that I'm really active in and do a lot of training over there. That's called the Up Level Collective. And I also have a podcast, The Up Leveled Entrepreneur. So, you know, if you want to hear more episodes and conversations like very similar to this, then that's that's the podcast. I love it. And do you have an Instagram handle or? I do. I'm at a Freeman underscore Insta. You made a face. You made a face. I always have to like try to remember that, but I'm like so locked in now. I've given it to so many people. I can't change it. <laughs> oh, you could, you could change it. You could change it, but that's a, you know, we could talk about that one day. Uh, no, and it's just funny. You made a face because sometimes it's like, oh, Instagram. Oh, Oh, Instagram. Instagram used to be my happy place and especially for weddings and events and all of that like because it's so visual that's where I hung out most of the time I'm still over there and I do a lot of Instagram lives especially after like podcast episodes go live but I find that with groups and the way that I can serve people in the free Facebook group that I'm spending so much more time over there I see. Yeah, I know. It just kind of depends on where your people are and where you need, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of shifts and moves. So it's okay to pivot and just go with where you need to be. So this was wonderful. I enjoyed this very much. And I know that you also have something else coming up that I wanted you to be able to speak on, oh, right? Yeah. So pod- podcasting, I do a lot of podcast guesting. That's a big part of how I get my message out, just like this. Um, and so a lot of people ask me how I've done so many interviews and how I leverage those interviews. And so I put together a masterclass coming up. Um, we kick off on May 18th. It's called the Podcast Powerhouse Masterclass. And if you are interested in that, you can just go to my website. So it's andrewfreemanconsulting.com forward slash masterclass. Awesome. And I knew that that was coming. I want to make sure that you guys knew about it because I know podcasting has been um, very much a popular question. And um, I have a podcast where people always ask like podcasting questions. And I think that that's fantastic if you're able to go and sit in classes and learn how different people do it because everybody is different depending on where you are. Um, So we'll make sure the link is in the show notes. So if you guys are interested, go and grab the link and all of Andrea's information will be in there. So Thank you so much again for being here and hopefully you'll come back. Yeah, that would be so great. Thanks for having me, Heather. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. This was so fun. And you guys, if you guys need anything, you know where to find Andrea, you know where to find me and we will catch you on another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Bye guys.
Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.